Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm so glad that you have come back as we are going to be continuing our study of the book of 1 Corinthians. Now, if you remember last week, we were able to get through 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 16. So we're going to start in verse 17 today, but before we do that, I want us to go back and just hit on a little bit of what we talked about on this past Friday, uh, just to kind of remind us of what's going on in the context of this so that we can better understand what Paul is, is talking about uh, in these next few verses. But as we talked about this past Friday, in verses 12 through 16, he was addressing this question that apparently the Corinthians had asked him in that letter that, that they had written to him if whether or not those people who were Christians but had unbelieving uh, spouses, if they needed to divorce their spouse. And of course, the answer to that question was no. But then in verse 17, going down through verse 24, he's going to be kind of building off of that point to make the point that even when we become Christians, it doesn't necessarily mean that our outward situation is going to change. Uh, so there, beginning in verse 17, he says, Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uh, uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. So again, Paul making that point that becoming a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that our situation is going to change. Uh, one thing that he talks about later is becoming a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to get better for us. In fact, as Christ teaches us, it, it oftentimes means the exact opposite. But as he is discussing this, using that example of someone who was circumcised when they obeyed the gospel, he says, don't try to undo it. And apparently there were operations, things that, that they had back then that, that would do this, or at least attempt to do this. And he's saying there's no point in changing it. If you were uncircumcised, there's no point in you becoming circumcised because it doesn't make a difference. As he says in verse 19, for neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Again, going back to what he talked about there in verses 12 through 16. Just because they became a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that their current situation is going to or even needs to change. Now, of course, what he is talking about here is not related to sin. As he talks about circumcision, uncircumcision, that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter one way or another. Uh, he talks about later whether you were a slave or free. That's not necessarily wrong or a sin. It's, it's not going to make an eternal difference one way or another. So when he is, is talking about the fact that our situation isn't going to change, he's not talking about the fact that we can just continue in sin even after we've obeyed the gospel. Because as Christ teaches us in Luke 13, verses 3 and 5, except you repent, you shall all, all likewise perish. Um, Acts, Acts 3 and verse 19, God commands every man everywhere now to repent. Uh, we are told time and time again that when we obey the gospel, we are to be dead to sin. We're going to look at that a little bit more here in just a second. So again, when Paul is talking about the fact that our situation may not change, he is not talking about the fact that, or he is not saying, 
that we can just continue in sin. What he is saying is that some of these outward uh, situations, things that are really kind of beyond our control, they're not going to change, such as being circumcised or uncircumcised. And even uh, as he says there in verse 20, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called Again, so long as that condition was acceptable to the Lord. He's not saying that we can continue in sin. In verse 21, he says, Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. He says, Okay, were you a slave when you were called? Don't, don't be worried about it. There's nothing really that you can do about that. Don't go out of your way necessarily. Don't go out of your way to try to undermine your master. Don't run away from them. Don't do anything like that. Don't be concerned about the fact that you are a slave. But as he says at the end of verse 21, if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. He's going to explain this a little bit, well, really in verse 22. But just because someone was a slave did not mean that they could be any less pleasing to the Lord. But someone who is free, who has personal liberties, who has personal freedoms, would then have greater opportunities to serve the Lord. So he's saying if you are a servant, then, then that's okay. It's not going to keep you from being pleasing to the Lord. But if you have an opportunity to gain your freedom, then certainly do that. And as he says in verse 22, For he who, has called, who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freed man of the Lord. Paul is offering some, some encouragement to those brethren who were servants. And to those who were servants, he's reminding them of the fact that in Christ, they are free. Now, of course, he's not talking about their physical situation, but he is talking about their spiritual situation. As Paul uh, discusses in the book of Romans, especially chapter 6, I think, uh, they're really in verses 1 through 7, but I'll just read verses 6 and 7. He says, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Paul talking about when we obeyed the gospel. When we put Christ on in baptism, that old man was put to death. And as he talks about there in verse 7, we became free from our sin. So Paul there in verse 22 is talking to the servants. And even though they might physically be a slave, he is reminding them of the fact that spiritually they are free men. But then right on the heels of that, in verse 22, he reminds those who are free, he says, when he is called, he is a bondservant of Christ. So those who perhaps may physically be a bondservant, they are free spiritually from their sins. But perhaps those who are free physically need to remember that they have become servants, voluntary servants, as Paul continues to talk about in, in uh, Romans chapter 6, voluntary servants of Christ. So again, offering that sort of consolation and reminding them again that the physical situation might not change when we obey the gospel. And in verse 23, he says something really interesting that I think kind of brings this all together and gives a good application even for you and I today. He says, you were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. Now, as he was just talking about, he was talking about being bondservants of men there in verses 21 and 22. He was saying, do not be concerned about it. That might not necessarily change, but now all of a sudden he's saying, don't become a bondservant of men. What Paul is, is saying here is he is first reminding us there in verse 23 
we were bought with a price, that price of the blood of Christ, as, as is mentioned there in Acts 20 and verse uh, 28, as well as what Peter discusses there in 1 Peter. We were bought with the precious blood of Christ. So we have been bought with a price. And as he says, do not become bondservants of men. And I think in the context of this, what Paul is saying is that even though some may be servants, some may be slaves, they still first and foremost have the right to obey and the, the obligation to obey God rather than their master. So if they were in a situation where their master was trying to command them to do something that transgressed the law of God, he says, don't become a bondservant of men. Don't enslave yourself to them in that sense. Don't break the law of Christ in order to serve a man. And I think, again, that idea and that principle is true even for you and I today. Those who have jobs, especially secular jobs, when our or your bosses ask you to do something that perhaps is not something that the Lord would approve of, you first and foremost have the responsibility to do what God commands you to do. Not what your boss tells you to do, not what your employer tells you to do, but what God commands us and what He wants from us. And so in this passage, yes, He's talking about the fact that our physical condition might not change, but He's also reminding us and he talks about it again later in this chapter that our first responsibility, no matter what the physical situation may be, our first responsibility is to God. Whether, whether we are free people like all of us are today, or whether it was a slave, or whether it is, as we talked about, that employer and employee relationship, our first responsibility is always to God. And then as he says in verse 24, kind of concluding this section, he says, So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. If you were married when you obeyed the gospel, even if your spouse is, is a non-believer, then remain married. If you were circumcised, of course, don't try to change it. If you were uncircumcised, don't try to change it. If you were a slave, then that's okay. If you have the opportunity to become free, then take it. But don't run away from your master. Don't do anything like that. Be obedient to them so long as you can still be obedient to the Lord. So there in verses 17 through 24, he is again reminding us that the physical outward situation in which we may be when we obey the gospel is not always going to change. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this, nor does it need to in certain situations. Uh, but I thank you for tuning in today. And I hope that you'll come back tomorrow as we'll start in verse 25 where he kind of circles back to a lot of the things that he was talking about uh, earlier in the chapter. But thank you so much for your time and for your attention here today.